Welcome back to Becky All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. What day is it? It's Monday. That means it's Jason Lock and Fora Day. That's what day it is. We are joined now by Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lock and Fora, host of the Odyssey Original Podcast in the Hutter Huddle with Brian Baldinger and Carl Dukes, covering the entire NFL. All right, so let's talk about Sunday night football and the, I'd say, lopsided score between the Eagles and the Dolphins. How much of that was Philadelphia being a true contender to win the whole darn thing? And how much of it was, dare I say, the Dolphins maybe as frauds, perhaps? Yeah. Well, I think certainly the Eagles looked at that as an opportunity to um, send a message to the rest of the league that, that you know, their demise – uh, was greatly exaggerated or their problems have probably been a little bit blown out of proportion versus the rest of the league, right? They were talking first world problems for the Eagles and there's not that many teams out put in that category. Um, they got back to um, basics. I felt like in, in a lot of ways. And honestly, to me, Jalen Hurts didn't look quite right physically. Some of the times when he got up after a hit or, just his body language, um, getting into the huddle. I, I feel like physically he was dealing with some things. Um, and so you didn't see them lean into some of the option stuff with him as much as I thought they would. He did still, you know, thankfully cover his uh, rushing attempts prop. But I don't even know that that was necessarily the Eagles at like optimal levels. I, I think it was them just telling people that, hey, when, when we – don't, when we come to play, when our quarterback doesn't melt down, we're going to be a tough out for anybody, especially if you have to come here and play us. Um, I, I think the, the Dolphins now have some work to do, and some of it may come from within, right, getting some guys back healthy, playing better on defense like a Jalen Ramsey might help. But they've now been asked to kind of punch up in weight class twice. And I don't even know right now if Buffalo still would be a, a, a step up. It certainly seemed like it at the time. And they're 0 for 2. Um, and this wasn't a game where it was like the elements, right? It was a nice nice night for football. This wasn't – weather wasn't a factor. Um, and they still, you know, came up short on, on the road again. So, yeah, I, I think we learned a little bit about Miami and the work they still have to do. Uh, and I think for, again, people who, who didn't look at the Eagles as a team that's very, you know, potent and potentially poised to get back to the Super Bowl, I, I think that was an indication of what, what happens when they protect the football even a little bit. Uh, Jason, it happened again. And what I'm talking about is over the last month, when there is one team that is being talked up, talked up all week long, they lay an egg. It was the Dolphins after they scored 70. Then it was the Bills after yeah. they beat the Dolphins. Then it was the Niners. And yesterday, it was the Lions just getting trounced yeah. by the Ravens. How far into that game? I mean, I know you watched the entire thing. How far into that game were you like, okay, Baltimore's just running running away and hiding in this one. Like, Detroit has no chance. Well, I think three series in. I mean, it's 21 nothing, and Detroit has gone three and out, three and out, three and out, and they've got 13 net yards. And at that point in time, like the idea that they were going to throw the ball a ton to Gibbs and, you know, St. Brown underneath looking for yak, he'll sustain drives. Um, they could stay balanced. I thought play action was going to be, especially first down play action, which is something that Ravens defense hadn't really seen all year. 
They'd face the second fewest attempts of play action in the league. I think the first few is early down play action, right? And that's a staple of that Lions offense. But, I mean, who's buying play action when it's 21 nothing in the first quarter? Like, hey, you can <laughs> fake hand it off all you want. Or guess what, big boy? Go ahead and hand it off because the clock's our friend, you know? So that I thought was going to be a pivotal element in the game. How would these linebackers, you know, especially like a Patrick Queen, respond when when sort of teased in that manner? And, and that part of the playbook disappeared, and by halftime it's garbage time, and I'm just sitting there hoping and praying that the under can still come through, and then Gus Edwards takes a screen pass 60 yards, 80 yards, and it's like, yeah, man, there's, this is not going under. Um, look, I like the Lions. I've already made a small bet on the Lions for next week. I was at seven and a half last night. I think they're going to deplete the Raiders. Like, I, I wouldn't go crazy about, like, what this says about the Lions. You know, with, that team is built to try to be able to beat you with multiple backs. And I think by the end of the year, they're going to have a really interesting pony package um, under Ben Johnson, uh, who people are going to want as a head coach, with Montgomery and Gibbs on the field at the same time, you know, with Laporta, with a couple of the receivers. But they, they just haven't really been able to get to any of that. They haven't had those guys on the field at the same time. Um, but look, what the Ravens did to that offensive line and being able to get five more sacks, I, I thought was 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 pretty phenomenal. And I still think Eric DaCosta, their GM, might try to add somebody, maybe a reunion with Justin Houston to just fortify that depth. You can never have enough. Um, but I think what Baltimore's defense did, basically pitching a shutout until complete garbage time, was really impressive. Um, but look, if you played that game 10 more times, I don't know that there's a script, right, where it's 21-0, three 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 possessions in that's how it happened yesterday who knows maybe they meet again in, in what i guess would probably be the least sexy super bowl of all time right baltimore against detroit i don't know how that would play nationally but <laughs> it would be interesting that's for sure yeah. i was on the bill side yesterday not happy about that mm -hmm. one so i have a few questions here can the Bills turn things around? Are they going to miss the playoffs? Because I'm not very confident in them right now. Yeah. And then how do you rate the Pats moving forward? What was that that we saw? I can't believe it with Mac Jones. And you look at the Patriots' schedule. It, of course, they're at Miami this week, but then it kind of seems like smooth sailing for them that they could maybe turn things around. Yeah, I'm not buying the Patriots. You know, they, they've had two games where they've stepped up. It's been division teams that they know very well. Um, and it's, it, you know, they, they've, the quarterbacks have, have sort of been double agents. There's been early turnovers in that game, in those games that I think have, have let New England stay, stay in it. And Mac Jones tried to give it away last yesterday. Again, you know, it's just that the Bills defense couldn't, couldn't do their part to make that last touchdown drive. Hold up. Do I think they get in the playoffs? I do. I just think there's too much talent there. There's too much um, institutional knowledge. There's too many smart people. Uh, now, do they subtly do some things with their coaching staff uh, in terms of who's doing what on the offensive side of the ball? Um, and that's a team that's going to have to do something in the next week at the deadline. And I know that they're very hamstrung because all the big salaries they have. And from a salary cap standpoint, they can't just go assume, you know, a $10 million, $12 million salary, but they better do something to beef up that, you know, that front seven a little bit. Um, whether it's like a Danico Autry from the Titans or something like that, you know, even when Ed Oliver comes back, I mean, how good is that Oliver? They, they, they need a little more bite 
defensively. Um, and yes, yeah, something's off there. I thought this would be their bounce back game. So I, I'm more concerned about the Bills than I am, you know, ready to proclaim that Bill Belichick has figured it out. I still think the Patriots are, are, are pretty broken. You know, they found a way to win that divisional game at home yesterday and, and hats off for that. But I don't think any win streaks are looming. I am seeing Miles Garrett as now a co-favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year alongside Micah Parsons with uh, T.J. Watt. Uh, just a scotch behind uh, the duo there. And then after that, there's a massive drop-off with the Nick Bosa's and Fred Warner's of the world. Is Miles Garrett your Defensive Player of the Year through the first seven games? I mean, I'd probably have to think about it a little more. Um He'd obviously be be in the conversation. Um, look, I, I think T.J. Watt's going to have a whole lot to say about all this when it's all said and done. Uh, and I think the Steelers are, are going to win more games than the Browns, and I think the Steelers are going to the playoffs. Um, you know, and, and, like, if the Browns are who I think – the Browns, I mean – Browns were damn lucky. Should be thanking every lucky star that they won that game sure. yesterday. And this quarterback situation with the Browns, I, you just can't tell me knowing all the personalities there that this is going to end really well. You know, I don't think the coach wanted Watson in the first place. He was foisted upon him. Now nobody can figure out what's going on with him from a health standpoint, seemingly from day to day, let alone week to week. Like, I don't know that that team, right, is going to overcome all that. Like, this team has losing in their bones. This team was dying to lose that game yesterday. The refs wouldn't let them. Like, that that apparently wasn't in the script. Uh, There was some chicanery uh, being thrown. (laughs) Some of that laundry being thrown around on the football field late in that one. Um, I don't think the fix was in, obviously. But they benefited from a bunch of judgment calls that went their way. I don't think they can win offensively this way. Um, so I guess I'm saying, I don't know that by, you know, week 14, 15, 16, we're sitting here thinking a whole lot about the Browns. And if we're not, I don't, you know, unless Miles Garrett is setting, you know, setting a sack record or something like that. And he might not even be the only guy doing it. Like, you know, I think he might end up in sort of that Max Crosby bin where it's like, my God, look what all the, that guy did. But like, how many, you know what I mean? Where did it get him? I know you wrote about this for the Washington Post the other day, but the trade deadline, eight days away. And we're hearing a lot of quarterback names uh, being thrown into the mix uh, locally here. Uh, After uh, one guy's out, Bajic comes in and the Bears actually win a game. Do you think it's going to be an active uh, deadline coming up over the next week? I do. Quarterbacks are tricky just because of everything that goes into that position, right? I mean, I remember even when the 49ers acquired Garoppolo midseason. I think he sat a month before he played, um, you know, and that was that was with a, 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 a little bit of familiarity. But obviously Shanahan um, hadn't coached him before. Yeah, I don't know about quarterbacks. Like, I don't think Kirk Cousins is going anywhere. I think he's he's OK there. I think he wants to be there. I think um, he'd like to resign there. And frankly, if they went end up winning seven, eight games, what are they going to do in the draft? They, they, they may have to to, you know, do another short-term deal with him. I think Josh Dobbs, like if I'm, I'm the Cleveland Browns, I want Josh Dobbs back. Like you, you, Kyler Murray's almost ready. Give me Josh Dobbs. I'll take that over DTR and, 
PJY and whatever the hell else we've got in our, <laughs> our room right now. $52 million man. I'd rather have Josh Dobbs than, you know, the $52 million man. If I'm, if I'm Kevin Stefanski, uh, yeah, you know, some backup quarterbacks possibly. Um, but yes, I think there'll be trades. I'd be shocked if the Denver Broncos don't make two or three trades. I'd be shocked. I'm actually made some calls over the weekend. I'm working on another piece for the, for the post right now. I'd be shocked if, uh, the Panthers don't make at least a couple of trades. Um, I'd be shocked if, you know, Bill Belichick doesn't move a veteran or two for a draft pick. Um, Tennessee, and there's eight to nine teams that if they're not, in some cases, I think they're highly motivated to make trade. Like the Giants, the, I know they won yesterday. Are they going anywhere? No. Are they looking to shed a little bit of payroll and try to get some draft picks? Other GMs think they are. Uh, you know, Minnesota, while I don't think they're going to completely, well, if they trade Daniel Hunter, that would be maybe a red flag. But, like, I, I do think they could do that. Like, if Hunter and Burns were traded, I wouldn't flinch. You know, and Gakwe with Chicago, like, what are they going to win with him? Like, where is that money going? You know, like, I think there'll be some teams, Justin Houston, who just got to Carolina. Where are they, what's going to, what's he going to do for them in the second half of the year? Let's try to get a pick for him. Trade him to a contender. I think pass rushers, I think corners. Um, you know, a couple running backs, P Ryan, some teams might look at him, you know, in Denver and say, we could use him in our four minute offense. Hell, the Bengals could use him back. You know, the Bengals need a tight end, whether that's Hunter Henry or whether that's, you know, uh, Hayden Hurst or Hayden Hurst, right. Or, or something lesser and cheaper. They don't have a tight end in that offense right now. So yeah, I don't think Andy Reid's done. And I think Andy Reid get another pass catcher. So yeah, I, I think we'll see, you know, eight to 10 significant, you know, to fairly significant trades. Love it. Well, speaking of Kirk Cousins, he's in prime time tonight, Monday night football, this spread at six and a half, seven, no Justin Jefferson. I think that's really going to hurt this Viking squad. But then on the other side, you've got the Niners, no Trent, no Debo. What are you expecting tonight, Jason? Uh I'm banking on an under. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping and praying on an under. I mean, look, there's a lot of people who looked at that San Francisco Cleveland game, right? And they said, "Well, my God, what what could the 49ers do? They're up against the 86. It's a combination of the 2,000 Ravens and 86 Bears in one package. Jimmy Schwartz Dang. defense. It's just from another planet. Well, guess what? I'm old enough to remember Baltimore putting up 28 on them just before that. And uh, did you see what Minshew did yesterday? So uh, maybe it's just that the 49ers, without all their best players, like everybody else in the league, struggle. And maybe it's just that Purdy, without the ultimate security blanket at left tackle, might start hearing footsteps, might be under duress a little bit more, and might be fallible. Like every other young quarterback in the history of the league, maybe he's got some picks in him too. I got it at plus 165. I still see it around plus 158, plus 145, depending on where you shop. And so, yeah, I, I think that Kyle Shanahan might be in survival mode in this game. Um, and that offense, 6.2 yards per play with Debo and CMC, 4.0 without him. Um, I think that's a real thing. And Minnesota's defense the last three weeks, and we can talk about who they played, Chicago, Kansas City, Carolina. I get it. But 46 total points allowed, 12 sacks in that span. That's fourth in the NFL. 4.3 yards per play allowed. That's third in the NFL. Opposing quarterback rating 89.1, 6.5 yards per attempt. Like maybe they're starting to, to, to embrace what Flores is doing. 
You know, maybe all the blitzing guys are finally on the same page. I feel like it's coming together a little bit there. And, you know, is Cousins going to score more than 17, 20 tonight? I don't think so. You know, I'm hoping this game is played in the high teens, low 20s. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the under. Um, I like Purdy to throw an interception. Good stuff, Jason Lockenfora. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. That was Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockenfora. Make sure to follow In the Huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, looks like the 49ers should have Christian McCaffrey tonight. We will discuss how that will impact our bets for Monday Night Football. That's right here on the BetQL Network.